The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Welcome back to the Play It Loud podcast. I'm Rich. I'm Ryan. How's everybody doing today? Thanks for joining us again. Uh, we have a special episode today. Um, we have a band called Never Tell. Maybe you've heard of them. Maybe. They are TikTok famous. They are huge on TikTok, Twitch, and Reels. Reels on Instagram. And let's be honest, you probably account for half their views on TikTok <laughs> the way you watch them. If a video's got 5,000 views, I've probably done 2,500 At least half. Yes. Uh, so we're going to do first three and happy hour a little different today. Uh, as you can hear in the background, we've got uh, Never Tells Back on Me live at the collection. Uh, that is uh, something we talked to the band about, uh, how it came about, uh, why they put it together, that sort of thing. Um, so we're going to do an extended happy hour. Uh, we're going to bring you two whiskeys today. We're going to do one before the interview and we'll do one to send us out. One to send us out. Um, and so the first one is, I want to let you know, I brought the fire today because I said, if we're going to, we're going to have a really good interview. I want to get something down into our bellies, uh, to start it off, get us loose. And this is the 1792 foolproof. Uh, 62.5% alcohol, mm. 125 proof. It's a single barrel. Okay. Uh, my group and I ended up picking this, which is great, um, with the master distiller. One of the guys knew him, shot him a text. He came down, picked it out with us, and then afterwards we ended up going to my buddy's place, and uh, <laughs> this bottle is called Wood Guy's Meat Slicing Party because we just got a ton of meat at the local butcher and he got a brand new meat slicer mm. and we went ahead and sliced it all up, grilled it, sliced nice. it, and he came out and brought it out. So Well, we're doing that. Let's, uh, let's do Modified. Yeah. God, I like this song. So anybody who's seen them on TikTok has seen this song over and over again and it's so good. We had to include it in our first three. Uh, the Back on Me was a little different. Uh, they play the original version of that, uh, typically on their TikTok and Reels. So good. I I like this. I like the rapping. And I know we, we're going to talk about what new metal is. And if they identify as new metal, the genre, like, is that something they like? A lot of these new metal groups are, they, they're... The rap, rap is involved in there now. I know they bring in some EDM, which I of course love. But it's, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to talk about it with them. I'm just letting this play for a bit. <laughs> All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Woo. I know you're talking about the song and I not know. the whiskey. Uh, one twenty. I brought. I brought both of them here. Both are one twenty five, and I'm like, I know he's gonna be breathing fire after this. It's oh, actually it, it's smooth, 
Yeah. And it burns a little bit, but it, that one's actually not bad. I'll take a little more of that. Yeah. 1792, Barton is the distillery that distills it. Raul's just killing it on this. Raul is the guitarist, rapper, singer. We've we've seen a couple of his interviews, him talk about how he enjoys Linkin Park as kind of a bit of their influence. Mm-hmm. And I think Bring he, Me the Horizon. Yeah, I think he nails it. And then here comes Jeremy. We're gonna crank it up when Raul gets going great. here in a second. I think this is one of their best songs. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Let's just listen to Raul Hoyer for a second. It's got everything in this song. Little rock, little rap, little screamo. Yeah. I've listened to this song probably 50 times, maybe more. So this is I, this is in my top three of their songs. Nice Try is still my favorite. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what turns you on to the It band. is. When I played that song for you, you were hooked. I was like, wait a minute. Why don't I know these guys? And why aren't they in my playlist? And you have a sister in Tampa, Florida. I do. And why the hell hasn't she introduced you to Never Tell? She just had a baby. She's Hold on. She ain't got time to send me music anymore. So I was kind of geeked out when their publicist got back to me and said they were getting we're back. A go. They we're, we're a go. Yeah. I, you, I texted you within seconds, <laughs> and I was like, you got it. you're not going to fucking believe this. We're doing it. And I know it's not your typical hard rock, and I know it's not your typical rock. I know it's a little more pop and rap, but these guys are so... Uh, not underappreciated because they're huge on TikTok and they're huge sure. on Reels and they've got a huge following. But I would like some band to just say, look, guys, come with us. You have a huge portfolio of music. You have two big LPs out there. You have a, a reimagined or, you know, a live at the collection. Uh, we went through all that with the guys in the in, in the interview here. Um, I'd like somebody to say, you need to tour with us. Right. And we're going to bring you along. And even if it was regional for them, like the Southeast or something, because they're out of Tampa, just so that it's, it doesn't hit them so you know hard financially. But I think um, it's going to happen because you, you think of yeah. Star Set, right? They've got kind right. of a different... Uh, That's a good example. I mean, someone picked them up. I think it was Royal Bliss. I want to say it was someone along those lines. Well, they picked up uh, Citizen Soldier, but um, oh, their yes, yes. star set is so star set picked up Smashing the Pieces. Okay. And when we mentioned it to the guys after the interview, they were like, no, we hadn't heard of them. But yeah, star set is touring on the Horizons tour in the UK with Smashing the Pieces right now. Yeah. In March. So, um, but anyways, so without, uh, so this is 1792. Yep, guys their meat slicing party picked three twenty five twenty two. Uh price. Oh, uh, so you can get these about sixty five dollars uh, at a store. Um, again, <laughs> this is right this <laughs> is a single those. barrel that we uh, that we picked. Um, you can find you can find it for sixty eighty bucks. Eight year six month. Mm. It's good though. Mm-hmm. It's good though. 
All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the band. Let's get to the uh, This is Never Tell, and this is our interview with the guys, and we'll come back and do a wrap-up after we're done. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I'm Rich. He's Ryan. Rich and Ryan, thank you guys so much for having yeah. us. And we're here today with Never Tell. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves for everybody who may not be familiar with your band and um, and and what you do for the band, whether you, you're singing or you're rapping or you're a bassist or you're a drummer or you're a guitarist. Let us know what you're doing. Awesome, yeah. Uh, my name is Raul Lopez. Um, I, I guess, rap and play guitar. Um, we're Never Tell from Tampa, Florida. Um, yeah. My name is Jeremy. Uh, I'm a singer in the band. Yep. Yeah. Um, my name is Alec, and I am the most important member of Never Tell. I play guitar, <laughs> and I do everything that Raul does and Jeremy does, but better. The but absolute backbone. So we should have just had Alec on the podcast. That's all. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you know so Ryan and I have been, so as you guys may or may not know, we started our podcast January of this year. Um, we wanted to get through COVID uh, just because yeah, there was so many shows that got canceled during COVID. And we were like, look, we're not going to be able to go out and see bands and we're not going to be able to go out and meet people uh, until after that. And, and people start touring again. So we kind of put everything on hold until January of this year. Uh, we're nine episodes into it. Um, we've, we've done a couple of interviews and um, we're really, really honored to have you guys here. Um, Appreciate it. So I introduced Ryan to you guys uh, about three months ago. I would say so. About three months ago. And I saw you guys on TikTok. Um, I'm I'm not ashamed to say I'm a I'm a TikToker. Um, my phone my phone says I'm on it about 14 hours a day. That's not all TikTok, but um, I do follow you guys, and I see three or four of your videos a day. And I'm just you know I'll replay them. You know if if you have a video that that might get 5,000 views, I might be half of those. Um, it's true. He'll, he'll, he just sends me TikTok videos all day long. Am I? Aren't you working? Like, have you seen this one by Never Tell yet? Um, and so when we talked about we talked about the themes that we wanted for this podcast, we said, look, there's a lot of bands out there everyone knows, right? We want to focus on the bands that we like that maybe people aren't familiar with. Um, and I was obsessed with your music. And I know that's a strong word, but um, you guys are different than really a lot of stuff out there. You have some influences, and we'll get into those. Um, but I, I brought Ryan in. I said, you got to hear these guys. And I played him two songs. I played him All Good. And I played him nice dry, nice dry, and he was he was hooked. Well, and that was one of the things. One of the one of the things. All of a sudden, he played nice try, and I go, uh, "Oh, I know this. This is Chris Webby." And oh wow! And he's like, "I first of all, I don't know who that is. Do you know? Yeah, I didn't. I, like, I didn't I know who. who but is. he played it for me. He played me Chris Webby, and I'm like, spot on. Yeah, yeah. It, very close. And so I was like, so then I was like, all right, now I'm going to go through and go through all of the list of all your guys' songs. And I was like, this is great. And then I started watching interviews. And I mean, I, I mean, we're going into it right now. So I, I was watching, Raul, I was watching one of the interviews. Uh, you guys were talking about uh, R.L. Grimes is being an influence. And I'm, I like EDM. I go to festivals. Um, you know, it's not just rock all the time, but it's definitely a lot of the time. Uh, there's so, an, if you don't notice, there's an age difference between the two of us. He's the younger of the, of the two of us. Oh no, dude. You guys like the same age. Yeah. 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 But yeah. that's not helping me at all. So I got to get something out of the way. I got to talk to Raul for a second here. So you guys met in high school, you guys met in high school, correct? 
Yeah, yeah, we all did. We met in high school, literally freshman year. Yeah, we've done our research. Uh, Just so you know, we've done our research. We we know everything there is to know about you. We called your we called all your parents and grandparents ahead of time, so we've got all the skinny. <laughs> Um, so cool. and they answered the phone for you, but they don't answer the phone for me. Well, <laughs> that's because we had to write them a letter and they sent one back. They said, if you guys go on tour, you can call them, you know. So Raul, so you left, you left Florida and you went to yeah. Boston. You see my hat? Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I, I went to Boston. So my, so years. my family's from Claremont, New Hampshire. So we're New England people on my side of the, my mom's side of the family. My brother went to New England Conservatory of Music for his master's degree, and he spent 12 years in Boston. No, eh, 10 years in Boston. Uh, that's where he met, uh, it's where he met his girlfriend. They're living in Marina Del Rey now. But uh, your ties to Boston and Tampa is Tommy Brady, right? I brought him down. Did you know that? Yeah, no, I, well, that's what he said. When I talked to him, he's like, yeah, yeah, Raul's the reason I came to Tampa. He's like, I loved yeah, his yeah, music. So. I wanted to come down to... I wanted to come down to Tampa and get more of it. I wanted to see his shows. I couldn't live without it. Um, so shout out to my boy Tommy. But um, so, but he brought you guys a Super Bowl down in 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 Tampa, huh? Yeah, I kind of told him that I'd write a song for him if he just won us the Super Bowl. So he was like, which okay, it, which came out to be all good, right? Yeah, it was all good. And then he was like, yo, it's all good. I'm gonna get a Super Bowl. <laughs> so 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 uh so shout out to Boston. Um I shout just want I wanted to let you know we're 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 one and the same. We're brothers from another mother. So uh, yeah. Okay, so so I want to give people a little bit of uh factual information about you guys. You guys have been what, twenty thirteen did you form your band? Uh, we were working in 2014. Yeah, 2014, and then we we released officially, I think, at the end of 2015. Yeah. Okay. And in 2016, you guys you guys were supposed. 2016. Okay, so 2016, you guys were supposed to be titled Living Fiction. That didn't stick. You guys became Never Tell. Drop the L instead of Never Tell. It just became Never Tell. And you named your first your first album Living Fiction correct? Uh, 2018, you guys released the EP Deep Down. And in 2019, All Good came in, right? And you guys, that's a million, over a million streams on that one, right? What are you guys yeah, at man. now? Yeah, it's about to hit two minutes. That's fucking wild. Wow. That's amazing. Not that that song isn't really good. It's, the, I think it's some of your best. Honestly, I think Modified's your best song. Honestly, that's just that's just. I think modified your best song, and we're going to talk about riddled mine here in a minute. But um, so oh, you guys released yeah. all good. So I told you, I we've done our research. Dude, we're not. We listened to a few songs. We're not just. We're not just podcasters. We're fans. Okay. My ears perked up. Ah. <laughs> and then in 2019, you guys did no reverse. Great fucking song. Uh, 2020, nice try. That's what hooked him. Yeah. I, you liked all good, but nice try did, hooked yeah. you. Uh, and then in 2021, you guys did your first multi-track or your second multi-track album, which is uh, everything in my mind. Yeah. Yep. Um, exactly. which was holding on back on me, everything in my mind, back on me. You guys do a lot of TikToks on that song, don't you? Yeah. We try to because we feel like that song is so slept on, so we genuinely try to get out. I think people yeah, are okay. sleeping on that song. I think I think your fans are sleeping on that song. They they focus like I do on the modifieds and the all goods and nice tries, but back on me, 
And and then in 2022, you released two things. You did Modified, which is fucking great. And I actually, I think your best work, and this is this is just my opinion, because we've done a lot of the yeah. acoustic and reimagined stuff lately. Like we saw um, A Day to Remember and Wage War uh, in oh, Chicago yeah. at the Reima- Reimagined Tour. Uh, reassembled, yeah. I'm sorry, Reassembled, reassembled Tour. Yeah. And you guys did um, Live at the Collection. Now, it's only six songs. Take me through that process of how you, how you guys came yeah. up with that. Uh, dude, initially, it was actually a, supposed to be a part of a tour that we were doing. Um, and it was a cool experiment to, you know, kind of do a live stream. And we were actually going to do a full band one. But it ended up being that it was too much. The time wasn't aligning with the with the tour. And, like, we couldn't, we physically just couldn't do it. So we tried to think of alternatives. And instead of scrapping the idea, we thought it'd be really cool to give our fans a kind of more vulnerable uh, rendition of, a, you know, the track off of everything in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, um, Alex's uh, grandparents have this beautiful place called The Collection, and they allowed us to record there, do the music video there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just came to be, and it, it was awesome. Like, we were just able to, to, to kind of reimagine the songs like we usually do, but also in a live way, you know what I mean? Like, they were flowing into each other. We had them back-to-back, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, Live of the Collection is, is was fun to make. It was very, and, and sometimes it was stressful, but. Um, yeah, because we were playing, we were doing all this alongside of getting ready for tour, so we were, yeah. it, was, it was a pretty stressful time. It was like an idea we had had, since we couldn't hit very many cities, to try to do something for, in a live setting online for other people. Jeremy, most people yeah. see you or Raul kind of on the face of the TikTok stuff, right? But Alec, take me through your process as far as like when you guys write music, who start? Where does it start? Does it start with Jeremy? Does it start with Raul? I think I I, I was reading somewhere or listening somewhere that it, it kind of starts with Raul, and then Jeremy gets a hold of it and he kind of puts his spin on it, and then he gives it to you and um and to your drummer. Uh, his I, name escapes me. I completely apologize. Um, Josh, thank you. And he gives it to you guys and you guys put your spin on it. But Alec, from your perspective, how important is like you getting what they give you sort of complete or is it incomplete and you put your spin on it? Take us through that a little bit, would you? Oh, it's a, it's a spectrum ranging from maybe 30 second piece with just, uh, maybe some synths and, uh, and, I don't know, just some other samples from Raul. And he says, hey, put put some leads on this. And then other times it could be something as completed as more or less a full song. And he says, hey, do you think you could put some texture on this to make it more, I guess, full and bring just to, to elevate it a little bit more. And other times I'll come to him with an idea that I have totally no idea what to do with. And it's sort of just like, here's a box of puzzle pieces I have no idea what the final image looks like, but do something with it. And, <laughs> do you guys, do you ever take that and use it for a different song? Like, do you ever say, hey, this, this, you know, here's the puzzle pieces. Yeah. yeah. Not as much as I would like to do. I would like to do that more, hint, hint, Raul and Jeremy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because we have, we have so much just stuff, so many just random puzzle pieces sitting together that would probably fit together really well. But that's, that's one of the, uh, I would say that that's probably like, those those three ways of just like either being given something that's like there, there's not really much of a middle ground i guess it's like something that's like a really fully fleshed out idea or it's like 
the foundations of what's going to be a really fully fleshed out idea or I come to him with just like some random puzzle pieces and say, do your magic. Since you guys have known each other for so long, Alec, do you guys, do you keep their egos in check since they're TikTok stars? That's my job. That's my job. That's literally. Somebody has to babysit. Yeah. They're TikTok famous. I mean, you can, I could imagine you could get a big head doing what they do and they have millions of people watching them, right? Well, they're incredibly handsome and they're incredibly humble. So, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll just say that. As long as they keep creating great music, I don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, with your with, so I was looking at some of the music and I, I saw the EPs, the singles, the albums. How do you guys come up with being independent when you say, "Hey, we're going to release just a single. We're going to release a whole album." Like, what? How do you determine whether it's length of songs on an EP or length of songs on an album, or just, "Hey, we're just going to release one," and this doesn't necessarily go with what you know, everything that we're doing, like, can you take us a little bit through that process? So, yeah, yeah I think it's, a, it's, it's, it definitely is all determined by the amount of material we have sitting in our like Dropbox, like a file sharing uh, website. It all determines like what has been being created, what is being created, um, what we had a lot of times for us where, where those decisions come is after a ton of music creation. And then we start linking similar things. We feel like we have enough to link together for a record that makes sense sonically, lyrically. We're like, oh, we should go for that. If it feels a little bit more, if the songs feel a little more distant, not as, not as like, you know, if we can't connect them as much, but we can do a bunch of singles, we can, you know, um, it just almost like a gut feeling every time based yeah. on like what's being written. Um, so I can't even say that it's like a process we have like nailed down. <laughs> we just kind of like ebb and flow with where the music takes us. And, and sometimes you just feel in your core, like, yo, this song needs to come out now. I, I love this. How do you guys know when a song is done? Like, so it, it, let's say it goes from Raul to Jeremy. I have to tell them that they need to stop working on it and they need to just put <laughs> well, it out. Cause I could imagine. If I, we I, don't, we'd never. I could imagine that you guys could obsess over it. Cause it's kind of like a child, right? You could obsess over it and obsess over it and obsess over it. Now you release it to the public and you're like, oh shit, we could have done, we could have done this different. Or we could have tweaked that. Or uh, you were on an interview saying that um, the single that you released weak, right? You said you and Raul were sick when you recorded that song, if I'm not mistaken. And you wish you could have done that song better. Is do you think that you'll re-release that at any point with maybe an updated version of it with uh, with some stronger uh, energy? Let's call it. Um, maybe as a reimagined someday or something. Maybe yeah. it'd be it'd be pretty interesting. I don't think it's like a full thing. I think it's it's one of those things that like always bugs me when I like go back and and, and listen to. But it's also the memory. It's, it's kind of you know it's a product of the time we had there and it's realistic. I've made peace with it at this point. I feel like I'm like. You know, there's tons of people that still love that song for house sounds and yeah. so much music around. So um, I'm just thankful for that. At least you know that that um, you know after some time with that, I think um, it's a it's a moment. We, we might reimagine something, but I don't think we try. I mentioned um, riddled mind earlier, and when I was listening to it, um, the rap portion that Raul, you did the rap portion, correct? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when I'm listening to that song. It sounded to me like, and because it's an early on version of, of the band, it sounded a little more subdued than, say, 
all good or modified, you know, any of those, uh, or back on me. Is that because you guys were trying to find your sound or your style and you were like, okay, well, let's see if this works. And now that you've had success with that style, you guys have a lot more energy when it comes to, and, and a lot more focus on the rap. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think for me, when we first started the band, the rap, I, I've always rapped, you know, in middle school or just for fun when I was a kid, you know, but I never really took it serious. And when Never Tell started and I did it as a joke on a song one time, they were like, oh, we like this, do it, do it more. Um, when I started actually taking it serious, there's a growth period, you know what I mean? And I think all throughout Living Fiction, if you listen to Living Fiction, you listen to everything in my mind, I'm sure you can tell there's the difference between my rap style, you know what I mean? And that just that that was just years of me like finding myself in the rock, I guess element. You know what I mean? So I studied a lot of hip hop, and I'm 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 a huge hip hop fan anyway. But I I dissect I try to sit down and dissect rap and like really understand it and want to find my own sound in in uh, I guess the rock realm and I guess what what you guys hear now is my evolution of that, like what I think you know I am. Who were those inspirations on those on those rappers? Uh, so I listened to oh my god, so many. I love J Cole, Drake, obviously. I love Joiner, Logic, uh, Corday, uh, uh, Nas. I love Nas a lot. Um, Jay Z, man, uh, Baby Keem. Like, there's so yeah. many rappers that I yeah. There's so many that I that I take from and I take inspiration. I try to bring that into the rock realm because it's very the thing for me, and I noticed that I did this in living fiction, is I tried to go for the Linkin Park, Mike Shinoda style, which, and don't get me wrong, I love Mike Shinoda, I love Linkin Park, they're like... Obviously they did something right, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, they're like, that is like, dude, that is the reason why I make these Park. Um, but I wanted to find my own identity, you know, in the room, so um, I guess I landed on this new sound. <laughs> You guys used a producer, uh, James Paul Wisner, correct? Um, no, yes. He produced, uh, yeah, yeah. He he produced Paramore. For those who may not know uh, or be familiar with him, he produced Paramore, Under Oath, Hands Like Houses, Hands Like Houses. He did the Unimagined album. Um, one of my favorite bands. We saw them. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. Um, so this is where I'm going with the question. Uh, so uh, my daughter and I saw them uh, here in Chicago at the Bottom Lounge. Uh, we did the VIP thing, got to meet them, ask them a bunch of questions. Um, very down-to-earth guys, uh, super talented. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Chicago, but the Bottom Lounge has like a restaurant in the front of it, uh, like a bar restaurant. And we were out there between uh, their sets um, before everybody kind of got out there. The 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 warm up band was out there, and we were eating, and they were at the bar eating. And you know, my daughter's like, "Oh, look, they're over!" Like she was all geeking out. They're over there. I said, "Hold on a second. Let's buy them dinner. They're traveling from Australia. They're you know, um, they're far from home. Let's buy them dinner." So they were so grateful that that we bought them dinner. They came over and sat down, spent about forty five minutes to an hour talking to us that night. It was amazing. Um, so my question to you guys is, can you see yourselves, when you guys do go out on tour, could you guys see yourselves doing that type of thing, sitting down with the fans, getting to know them, growing your brand? When you guys do that, what's what's your goal when you get out there to connect with the fans? What, what's your hope? They're working the merch Make table. friends first <laughs> and fans second. Yeah. 
yeah. and that's it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we we think that like usually when we play shows, we Jeremy and I usually try to get off stage and really make it a point to talk to our fans. The only reason we're able to do these things or like you know make records or continue to play live shows is because of them. Mm-hmm. And I can see us definitely having a 45-minute conversation. Like, <laughs> the last time we played House of Blues, it was insane. We had, you know, so many people there. And it was it was so hard to go from one person to the other because you don't want to break the conversation with one of them, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, and, you know, I don't ever want to make a fan feel unimportant. So. But like Alex said, yeah, make them feel like friends first and uh, fans second. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever see yourselves going to work independent or continue to work independent or do you think you'll eventually if given the opportunity sign at a at a larger record label or do you just prefer that independent it has lifestyle to be a really really good offer at this point it has to be a really good offer yeah i think yeah we're in a i think we're not in a position not in a position to uh bad mouth because that's not what we're doing we're just we've got a, a good a good thing going with our current arrangement and uh we currently it, it lets us be in a good position where we own everything and uh it would really have to be worth our while i guess to, to be in part of a team because yeah. we without sounding without sounding conceited we've been doing this for a long time and we know what we we, we, we know what we're worth or at least we think we do mm-hmm. yeah. so we um, really be worth it. you mentioned in an interview that you guys um, admired or you Jeremy admired the band Loveless because they're an independent band and how they put out their music. Um, yeah. We recently, when I say recently, last week we interviewed uh, interviewed Jake Segura. He's the lead singer of Citizen Soldier. They're a band out of Salt Lake City. Um, oh, nice. Who worked with Loveless on their song "Worst in Me"? Okay, mm-hmm. and so he kind of took us through that and. Um, told us, you know, kind of the collab process. And so my question to you is what bands are on your radar to collab with? What would be like, Hey, we've got these three or four bands we'd love to do a collab with. Oh, that's a good question. Um, at the top of them right now, I can think of it's been on my mind a lot lately, probably the entire scene. Too close, uh, I almost called them too close to touch. Yeah. Um, um, was it breath? What is it? Something your breath. Catch your breath. Catch your breath. Yeah. Catch your breath. Oh my gosh. I've been literally obsessed with looking over the category lately, like when I go to the gym. They would be they'd be a great band. Um, Nightlife would be really dope. They have like this like really cool issuesy soul funk, like punk vibe. Um, working working with them and their lead singer like Campbell does all like he produces the band himself as well. So it'd be like a meshing of the minds, a self producing band. Um, that would be a really good band to collab with. Um, man. You guys play a lot of Florida shows. Do you guys have, I think you have a festival coming up this year. Do you guys have any plans to tour with anybody uh, in the, in the near future in the next year or so? What, what's your plans for going out on the road? Uh, as of right now, we've, we've kind of just been feeling out what's out there, but um, it's probably looking like, we're probably going to be doing various little shows throughout the year in Florida and potentially trying to hit the road potentially mm-hmm. end of the year next year. Yeah. So being an independent band and we were talking to Jake about this cause they're, you yeah, know, they've been well. approached yeah. by uh, big record companies and they've turned it down because they're like, look, we do, 
our streaming numbers are right up there with with a lot of the good independent bands and it doesn't make any sense for us to do it independent you know you're not um, gonna get us more marketing correct i mean there's there's like like alec was saying we know what we're worth we're we don't have we don't have to sign these we don't have to go into i mean the thing he said is we don't have to go into debt for somebody to to be successful um but by that same token you want to expand on your brand or you know expand your brand right so financially it as an independent band, as you guys know, what has worked, obviously TikTok, but what has worked for you guys as far as getting your, and I can't, I can't tell you. I mean, I see, I see Jeremy's face every fucking day on my TikTok every day. I'm not saying he's, it's his background <laughs> so for sorry. his phone. <laughs> he just called us handsome earlier in the interview and I was apologizing. <laughs> but, but other than that, what, what, what do you guys do to market yourself that you think, Hey, this is, this is really working. We don't need, we don't, we don't need some big, right you know, promoter out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, uh, besides TikTok, I mean, the thing, the thing is, the thing with the reels and TikTok is just, it's, it's free marketing in a sense nowadays, which I feel bad for fans before that didn't have that, like, avenue to just be able to just post freely on this app that can potentially change your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty insane. And, um, Besides TikTok, I mean, uh, our drummer, Josh, is a big, he has so many ideas and he runs basically like our marketing side. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know, are we even running ads anymore? No, I mean, we, we're, we're, not, even we're not even running ads. That typically, you know, only comes around whenever we have, like, we a, have a song or we have like something to push. But I think one of the reasons why we just like, stayed independent for so long and why we were, I think like doing it for like a while longer is because like we, could do basically everything a record label would do minus a large upfront like advance for like yeah big stuff international pouring is another thing you know there are some benefits we can get from a label but because we have a lot of you know insight into the marketing side our drummer runs a marketing company so he helps us a lot with our like Mm -hmm. ads and um creative stuff coming up with things and you know with, with our brain collectively as you know creators and people that grew up with the internet i think we're able to like write good music, upload it ourselves, and put out content that supports it, and that's pretty much all you need to do to have to start a career. Who's who's the one reaching out to all the different venues and negotiating those deals? Uh, that would be our booking agent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whenever yeah, whenever it used to be us. We, we right. used to do it ourselves before um, before TikTok, honestly. The post-TikTok yeah. world, we've got a manager and a booking agent now, so we can have those things taken care of by professionals and know how to do that stuff now. So we're not fumbling our way through it. But it was us for a while. We were our managers emailing people, we, you know, uh, please book our band, you know, like trying, trying to play. Like, who are you? Get- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. One of the I things that's, manage. one of the things that makes you guys <laughs> unique is where you guys practice. Now, if anybody hasn't seen you on TikTok, and I can't imagine anybody watching this, A, hasn't already gone and checked them out on TikTok right. to see what your videos are. But take us through your unique practice facility. <laughs> it's so unique, bro. I think it's a staple of our brand now. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just curious of you. We're the storage <laughs> unit band now. Right? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's, it's a storage unit. I think... Uh, <laughs> A lot of bands in Florida, like our drummer back in the day, actually practiced in a tour unit, and it was just that's the norm here. Like a lot of, for you to, 
it, it's hard to find a facility where you can practice and make noise and leave your gear. You leave your gear and they allow that shit. You yeah. know? So it's uh, it's uh, it's tough to find. So yeah, we have a storage unit. It's, uh, it's, it's, I don't even know. What, it's twenty by twenty maybe. Something like that. Double wide. We had to get two. Yeah. Knock down a wall so we could have enough space <laughs> to uh, practice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys? Uh, do you guys? Have you guys gotten any complaints or any? Do you guys do any small shows there? <laughs> well, we have no. had friends, we have had friends come out um, and watch practice, so it might dictate a small show of like five, six people just come out and watch. Practice. The question is: Is a storage facility big enough for Alex Ego and you guys? <laughs> It's questionable because and he sometimes his ego doesn't fit in the storage unit, so he walks outside and he has to practice up. Yeah, stand outside because we're wireless, so yeah. he can stand out, you know, and let it all flow and let it air out. <laughs> um, yeah, the rest of the room can't handle my greatness. <laughs> Jeremy, you were quoted as saying when the band originally got together back in the day, and this could be back in high school or after that, you guys wanted to sound more like Breaking Benjamin. Great fucking band, by the way. I, I've seen them yeah. uh, three or four times. Yeah, Ben, the, yeah. ben and the guys, fucking great. But um, you, Raul, then, you brought a little different aspect to the band, and you were like, look, um, I think we should do it this way. Take us through that nice. progression. Oh, nice. Very yeah. nice. Take, oh, yeah. take us through that progression, how that changed, because I think Alec would have been really stoked to be able to play the guitar all the time and not have to listen to the rap and the singing and all that. No, you got it wrong. I, it's less work for me, so I just get to stand there and look pretty and have a good time. So it worked out for everybody. Yeah. 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 Dude. Take us through that progression. Um, yeah, I think we've always, we've loved Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin, Lincoln Park, and we mm. grew with active rock at that time, you know, yeah. so like we were listening to whatever was on the radio and, and those bands, like Caesar. Are you guys on Twitch? Yes, we are. Yeah, we, we are. are. Awesome. What's your What are you guys playing now? What's your game now? You guys used to play Destiny, I hear. But now what are you guys playing? I am, I am doing some Destiny, and then I'm also doing some God of War. Nice. Now, do you guys all get online and play each other, or do you guys get in a room? Like, you guys just get in a, a, a room or a online how do you guys do that oh i miss the days of playing video games with my bandmates <laughs> oh, um, things were so much simpler back then when we had right, time right. to play together too busy making tiktoks <laughs> now yeah now we're making tiktoks now you know writing and recording yeah we we um we play a lot more individually now like yeah. like isolated solo games um or stuff like that um we don't play together as often as we used to. You talk to me band meetings. We do band meetings. Well, it doesn't help that anytime we play any video game together, Raul falls asleep in the first five minutes. <laughs> so. I do, bro. The thing is that nowadays, like, I'll sit there with the controller, and I just start going, yes. Uh, you know, Raul's asleep <laughs> the character walking off of the somewhere. It, <laughs> it's it's like, like me watching TikTok until Jeremy's face pops up on the screen. And then I'm like, oh, I'm awake. <laughs> I'm awake now. I'm awake. <laughs> 
Have you guys yeah. have you guys done any uh, performances on Twitch or are you guys any streaming? Any to do any specific streaming going forward? That was where we debuted live at the collection. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Aside from that, we haven't. We've written songs sometimes. Yeah. Like we'll get like sometimes uh, Raul will just hop on or we'll hop on and we'll just make music or work on music and you'll see, you know, Raul doll straight from yeah. like, straight to your screen like what we're working on. Um, and we do those a little, a little less frequently, but I mean, we're like a variety channel. We can yeah. stream whatever we, whatever we can, you know, video games, gaming performances we'd love to do another like full bit actual live stream to do a full band eventually yeah that would be i mean that would be great if you guys did a like a reimagined or an acoustic version of you know modified and all good and nice try i mean that would be it'd be great for the fans anyway um (laughs) you also mentioned you, you also mentioned and i forget which one of you mentioned you guys are big bring me the horizon uh fans uh, issues. Not a lot of people know about issues. No, I'm a I'm a big issues guy. I uh, I love their I music. They, <laughs> they 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 are they're awesome. Their video where he's simply just walking through the rooms and they're all playing the instruments. That oh, that, that, yeah. that that uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah um, and then tell us about Chase Atlantic. I mean, they d- so I did a little research on these guys. They're from Australia, like hands uh, like houses. They do eleven million monthly listeners on Spotify. You guys, yeah. they're influencing you guys. Tell us how. How does that? How did they influence you guys? Man, I just think to have that hip hop weekend element that I love, and I don't know. It's just it's 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 not so much that it's like different per se i just they have this swag to their music that i when i listen to it i'm driving down the street i feel like a badass like i don't know what it is like it's like the coolest person in the world it's just a feeling their music gives us and i like the electronics like i love that they're a band that can that can play live but also incorporate like heavy pop auto-tune elements yeah um it's a little bit why back on me is the way it was like rl grimes uh Bring the horizon, chase the land, love child, or yeah. something like that. You know, like or issues, maybe throw issues in there somewhere. Like, um, yeah, just their their take and approach on production and, and um, electronic music is, is very inspiring. Um, again, the vibe they create for the music is something we hope to create in some of our songs. Have you guys have you guys reached out to any EDM <laughs> artists to possibly do any collaborations? Uh, we've gone hit up by some to do something so hopefully yeah. we can release something but yeah we have i mean we've we've done stuff with uh buddy bart and joey since live mm-hmm. um he did stuff on our rewired uh ep yeah uh, we have two singles with him i believe yeah. as well and yeah. hey, my yeah. buddy tyler smith he's like a I guess edm dj too he's dope yeah. Yeah. um other than that i don't think anybody else but i mean yeah. we love that realm we love that as you guys know, we love EDM and drum and bass and all stuff. So. I could it's see you guys, like, a day to remember did uh, Rescue Me with Marshmallow. I could see you guys doing oh, one with Marshmallow. A dream. Oh, that would be, that would be crazy. That'd be nuts. Or, or, and I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, oh, maybe God. Skrillex. Uh, oh. It'd be huge. It'd be a, that'd be a bigger. I mean, I know I'm, those are heavy hitters, I know, but you guys are fucking awesome, so don't. Don't discount yourselves at all. 
Do you guys like the the genre that you guys kind of been labeled, kind of this new metal, you know, where it's rock, rap? I mean, so often we, we were talking about just rock and roll in general and how it's uh, there's been different genres that break off. And now, again, it, it's new, this NU metal, new metal. Um, I, is that are you guys good with that? Is that bother you at all? Or is it you're like, we're listen, we're rock. It doesn't matter what it is. I, you know, where are you at? They'll call that? us what they call us. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the view. Yeah, that's the viewpoint. It's like we can think what we think, but at the end of the day, they're just gonna people are just gonna, I guess. Put what they want where do you on. what do you guys call yourself? What what would you classify your your sound as? I was just I generalize broadly and say rock and hip hop. Yeah, that's a good way to see. It. Yeah, just because it it's crazy because you guys know like there's EDM influence and. There's metal, there's rock, there's hip hop in it. Like, what do? Because new metal, new metal is, I don't know. New metal is new metal metal. described, I think, like maybe 20% of our category. Not like yeah. All of it, but I understand yeah. the biggest songs of ours feel the most new metal y. So, That's like, true. I think we've embraced that, like, we're kind of a new metal band. Yeah. But I don't think we approach it the same way as a lot of other, like, new metal artists do. So, I think we've, like Alex said, we've kind of accepted that people are going to call us to call us. It does help for like, you know, finding the people that would be interested in our music, targeting, right. you know, like trying to show it to new metal, like groups of people and stuff like that to know who is a fan of our music. So we're like, you know, putting out more music, you know, like what people are going to gravitate towards it. But we just generalize for rock. I just call ourselves a rock band. Yeah. Do you guys actually record, do you guys actually record your stuff uh, in your apartment studio? We are, we are currently in the studio right now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> There's a vocal booth right there. I was just there like 30 minutes ago. Yeah, he's literally just, we were recording a new song today. Yeah. I, okay, so that's going to lead me into my next question in a second here. But, you know, again, getting back to TikTok, you guys are like, hey, every, you know, we do this out of our, our bedroom, you know, our bedroom band, whatever you guys want to, you know, label it there. And, I, you know, I, I thought to myself in the beginning, and since then, I've changed my mind. But in the beginning, I'm like, that's bullshit. That's just a marketing ploy. But then that's all I see is you guys in there just, yeah. you know, jamming out to everything. And Raul, by the way, I think if you were wearing headphones half the time, they'd fly off your head because you're jamming so hard, you know? Bro, I, I, like, live, I have to get my, like, my wireless packs. I have to tape them. <laughs> I have to do all this extra stuff because I tend to go nuts. And I, I yeah, you elbowed me in the freaking forehead once. Elbowed, yeah, but that's because Alex thought it was a great idea to stand behind me as there was a big hit coming, and he knows no. I was. No. Yeah, he just thought to be like, no, 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 I'm gonna sit behind Raul and be spinning. But yeah, uh, I've broken so many. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible. Just dancing, you're just breaking collarbones yeah, and. Yeah, I just go. I don't know. It just get. I get hyped. You know? He has the rhythm. Dude. He feels the music. Yeah. How do you feel? I'm getting the more tame I'm getting. You know, the more I'm like, okay, you know what? My knee hurts a little bit. <laughs> my hips are, you know, my back. My little, I hurt my lower back at work the other day. I'm gonna relax. A bit. <laughs> Who's the better guitarist, Alec or Raul? Oh, me, oh, me for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the best. Yeah. Who's the better singer, Raul or Jeremy? Ra Alec, Alec, Alec. That's awesome. When you guys do your reels and you guys do your 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 TikToks or your Twitches, 
how long does it take you guys to kind of figure out how you want to do those? Or is there a formula that you guys have that just kind of works and you guys just keep doing that formula over and over? For a while, there Did he fall asleep over there? Is he watching? Is he yeah. is he gaming? Is yeah. he sleeping? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Same, same. I started, I started thinking, yeah. Yeah. No, I think um, there was a formula for a while, which is why we were able to kind of grow as fast as we were. We, we realized the formula that was working at the time, but like yeah. everything with social media and algorithms, it changed. So the algorithm has um, yet again changed. And I think um, now we're in a position now where we probably need to sit down and like come up with more like, you know, ideas because the, the landscape of what works on TikTok changes so quickly. Like the things people want to watch yeah. changes like month to month so much. I know some artists, they, they want people to stitch their videos and they want them to kind of react and, and kind of jam with them in their, in their TikToks. Do you guys encourage your, your fans to stitch your stuff and, and, and kind of um, join you guys in those, in those TikTok videos and kind of make it their own? Or, or would you guys like to see more of that from your fans? I, we, we, <clears throat> at the beginning of TikTok, I think when we started seeing success on it, we did attack that. We really wanted people to stitch and like we did events like Scream on, on all good screen challenges, screen screen challenges, challenges. yeah, okay. stuff like that. And um, I think we slacked on that. And I think we definitely should uh, mm -hmm. do have make more of an effort to do to make TikToks that encourage stitching or duetting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I can um, tell you that when we when we market this podcast, we're gonna stitch your videos. Just so you know. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Perfect. And, exactly. and and with your permission on the on the front and back side of this, if we could play a little bit of your songs, that would be awesome if we have your uh, if we have your yeah, permission. Appreciate that. Awesome. What would you what would you what would you say your guys is like what the pinnacle is? Like where do where do you see the mountaintop being? Is that is that recording all the time and touring? Or are, do you, I don't know what I don't know if you guys have day jobs uh, or any other jobs. When we talk to uh, Jake from Citizen Soldier, he's also a he's a mental health he's a mental health uh, professional. professional. And so he's like, you know what? I'm I'm always going to do this. Do you? Yeah. Is this something that you want to do full time all the time? You know, you're going to be the Rolling Stones at seventy touring, or is this like, hey, listen, we want to get to a specific spot and we're good. I will take being able to pay my bills with it, but I also would be very thankful being able to just say, hey, I'm playing at Red Rocks this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But if it pays the bills and allows me to live a modest lifestyle, I'm happy and thankful beyond anything. Yeah. Have any major bands reached out to you guys and said, "Hey, we wanna, we're gonna be in Florida. We'd like you to open for us." Have, have you, have you gotten any of that for twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, or would you like them to? No, we would like them. We would love this in this section of the video. You take talk to Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, we'll bring me the horizon. Hey, uh, we're open. You know what I mean? You want to all these? You know, people just want to love. Are you guys are you guys posing right now? You yeah, guys, hit you up, so you right? Know, uh... <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, we have we don't have any uh, big bears that's reached out to us. The biggest thing we do have this year, which is May 18th, mm -hmm. Rockville, we're quit, we're like Slipknot's we, gonna be there. I guess oh. dude, like being around Slipknot, like what's like, what? the same day as Slipknot is crazy. What? 
That's awesome. got to be crazy, right? I mean, by the way, it, it, for, for you to say that about Slipknot, it's kind of as crazy for us to be talking to you right now because for the longest time, you just lived in my phone. And now we're talking to you guys um, uh, uh, on a podcast. And so our dreams are coming true. So we, cool. we, we really hope that yeah, your dreams appreciate it. Uh, are, are coming true. Um, so take me through, you guys, you, you had a band member that uh, in the beginning, and was is Josh your recent most recent band member? Is that, Did you guys have a different drummer back in the day? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys Josh see... Do you ever see yourself, and Alex, no disrespect to here, do you guys ever see yourself getting smaller or bigger, adding more pieces to your band? Definitely getting smaller. Definitely <laughs> getting way smaller. Getting one person. Whatever, dude. Sorry, Alex, <laughs> Alex is going off on his own and is going to just. Yeah, I think the guitar. You know, every time I go to practice, if, I mean, it's, it's rare that I'm the last person to practice because unlike these other musicians, I'm pretty punctual. But if I'm the last one to practice and it's Josh, Jeremy, and Raul that are there, I always say, oh, look, it's my two best friends. And I just let the three of them think about it. So. <laughs> wow. I like that. Wow, that's amazing. So uh, Yeah, you can, you can take that one. <laughs> this has been, for me, I, I, I got to tell you, this is when, when, cool. when, when Jesse sent me back the email and said you guys were going to join us, I texted him within about three seconds of that, and I said, I can't believe that these guys are coming on with us. And they sent me three or four TikToks, and I'm like, God, I've already seen these. Right, well, because I send them so often. He saves them. I do. I, I yeah. saw four today, just so you know. I saw four today. Just And I, and I had to... I, I got four in my alg algorithm today. That just shows you how often I'm 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 watching them. But we're gonna we're gonna stitch a couple for you guys. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do this and just watch how we do it. It's gonna be a little different than most people how they stitch it. It's gonna be original. Okay. Um, and then just you know, so um, so we're gonna end this. Um, stay on for a second. I want to uh, ask you guys a couple questions uh, um, off recording. Okay, but yeah. I, I do appreciate Alec. Um, I appreciate it, Jeremy, Raul. You guys thank are you. awesome. I can't, I can't thank you enough from right here. Yeah, on behalf of Ryan, you guys rock. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Uh, this was wonderful. Yeah, really good conversation. Like you guys. Thanks, cool. guys. Do appreciate it. Thank you. That was fucking awesome. God, that was great. Those guys are unbelievable. I'm excited to go see. We got to get down to Tampa and figure that out. Yeah, we do. It's 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 cool when you see something on a video like we're the bedroom band or we're the apartment band or we're the storage room man right and it's not a it's not a it's not a, it's it's not not glamorous. a joke it's right yeah it's not a it, it's not a studio it's what's made them famous right right but they were doing the interview in their fucking bedroom well and that, this goes back to independent versus big label and what does that look like what do you have to do in order to make it right you got to start somewhere so I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. I know after we got done with the recording, we talked to them for about another 20 minutes. 
and that was a good conversation. We had a good time. It was. Because um, it's always you can say stuff afterwards that you you don't know if saying that stuff on a recorded, you know. Line, it, right. It's just any, any situation. They can kind of open up a little bit, yeah. and they're very down-to-earth, very good guys. Uh, we talked about coming down and seeing one of their shows in Tampa and, and meeting them, and we're going to have to do that. We'll figure we got a whole out. year to do that. we got a whole, well, uh, nine months to do that. Three quarters, yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> this is no reverse. Anybody who's seen them on TikTok has seen this over and over and over again. I mean, this is one of the ones that they do a lot. Um, but Raul's ability to rap, and it's come a long way. Uh, Jeremy's voice, I, Alex's I, guitar, Josh's drums. You know, the one thing I didn't ask Jeremy was how much auto, like what type of auto-tune. auto-tune are they doing? How, how far bit, do they go? A little bit, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Oh, I would have to assume. But it's just like, dang it. I One of those things. But you get so wrapped up in the, in the interview and the conversation that if it doesn't flow and you don't, you know, get there. It is what it is. So, so good. Just, uh, it's a really good combination, and it's a good recipe for success. What they're doing is working. If you look, like we said in the interview, if you if you look at what they're doing, it's. They've got a formula, yeah. whether it's the music, whether it's the TikToks or the reels, whether it's the marketing, whether it's the writing of the songs, all of that has uh, gotten them to where they are successfully. And I wish nothing but success for them in the future. They're, they've got a really bright future ahead of them. I think the main thing for the band is to stay together and to be a cohesive unit. And that's tough to do sometimes when you've got four guys going four different directions, you know, during the day, and then they come back together as a band at night, and they're they're trying to do their thing, and they're practicing, and they're trying to get ready for shows, and that's a grind. You well, know? at least they're not doing any more of their own bookings. Correct. They've got a PR guy for that now, <laughs> which I'm very thankful for because we were able to we were able to text him. Um, I, I know they were probably running a little late. And, uh, you know, we had, a, we had set up a time, and so I, uh, I, I was able to text uh, Jesse and say, hey, you know, we're, just make we're sure in the studio. On. I just want to make right. sure that you guys, you know, we're still, you know, we're still doing this. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, the guys are coming, you know. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm glad we were able to, to get, that, get that done. And uh, those, are, those guys are their quality. Do, I you like s- them. do you see this genre growing? And I, so I, I do think they are this new metal group well they think they're doing it a little differently right they're saying well you know we could have been breaking benjamin we could have been shine down we could have been falling in reverse whatever it is it could have been bring the horizon but we're blazing our own trail and if you like it great follow us if you don't it's not for you fine no big deal but just like you heard in modified they give you a little bit of everything they give you that rock and roll feel they give you that rap feel they give you that edm feel they give you right they yeah. give you the scream like it's, everybody it's in new. hard rock is doing now they do a little bit of scream they do a little singing right they're able to do all of that that song that's why i like modified so much is they do everything it's in that song it's all incorporated yeah. in that one song right a little bit about they do a little bit of that with no reverse and the back on me original version they do a little bit yeah. of that as well um and again, you like nice try. So that's I mean, you know, and and when you played that, and I I think I I believe I said something on the inter, on the interview. Uh, or all good. Yeah, Raul's voice 
in that song specifically was Chris Webby. I I thought they had brought Chris Webby. You see the reaction? There. Yeah, he's like, he's really? Wow! Like, oh wow! Okay. But he also said that, like, almost a compliment. Like, yes. wow! Thank oh, you. Yeah, but and he even said it on the interview is that he was at right when they started. It was a specific sound uh, that he was going for, a little bit more like the Lincoln Park, and he's continued to grow over the years and like everybody does and you you start to find your voice whether it's singing or rapping or even playing guitar right specific way on how you hold the guitar or play it like it's you got to find your way and it sounds he's his voice is awesome uh mm. so is jeremy's so and unfortunately we didn't get to hear alec sing but supposedly he's got the best voice of the band uh, that's what he said anyway <laughs> so we, we're extending happy hour uh through the end here what do we got all right, so we've got the Elijah Craig. This is, they call this the EC Grenade. That's a pretty popular brand. It is. It is. Heaven Hill is the distillery. Elijah Craig is the brand. Okay. And this one will shoot you a picture. 125 uh, proof? 125 proof. You can only get this specific bottling of their... It's uh, like a mini barrel. Yeah, it is. It's it a mini barrel. It literally looks like a mini barrel. And that's why they call it the, the grenade. <laughs> that's awesome. And you're and pulling the top of the... So oh, it's, it's a twist-off This cap. is a twist-off. Oh. Only only I, available It would be great the if they facility. had like a little pin in there, right? Oh, my God, yeah. Is that yours? No, this is yours. Did well, you just... Did yeah, you just well, you had a little bit left. You had a little bit left in there. You oh can't... Gotta be drinking the rest. Get herpes now. Oh, here you go. Can't catch it if you already have it. I'm going to... Cheers. Call your girlfriend to make sure you don't have herpes. <laughs> Cheers. All right. 125, huh? 125 proof. Woo! Now, I can smell. Hold on. I haven't drank it yet. I can smell. It's sweet. Oh, it is. Is there vanilla in there? Well, no. I mean, yes, but... Or is that the sugars I'm smelling? Yeah, there's no extract in here. It's all... It's all original stuff. Ooh. And by the way, if you don't realize That would have warmed me on a cold night. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Does that mean you want more? No, that's good. Uh, I'm, I'm... Super solid. Very good. That's a very good. You can only pick that small bottling up at the distillery at Heaven Hill. That one, because I, I want you to enjoy it to, to its fullest. But that one's really good. That's up there, probably top five. So I would far? say that's yeah, really good. What? Yeah, that's right. The one we had, um, the one we had uh, for Citizen Soldier, that Four Roses, was that what it was? What was the one that we had? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Roses that o- was really OBSO. Good. Oh, that was yeah. really good. Yeah, that was really good. That was so smooth. Solid. That's, I mean, it's not that expensive. That was, what, $90? Yeah, 90 How much was this one? The small grenade. The grenade. I want to say it's... And it's I, only... I think it's 50. So normally you get, what, 750 milliliters? Yeah, I think that's a 200 milliliter. Okay, and how much was this one? I think it was 40. Somewhere okay, in the 40 so to normally 50 in a, So you might be looking at a, about a $90... No. Hundred and sixty dollar. Yeah. It was expensive. It was expensive for yeah. what it is. And I apologize. I I honestly I got this I mean, this must be five years old, but Okay. Don't apologize. Whiskey, whiskey doesn't whiskey doesn't go bad. So no, it was really just keep good. It I, I just before we get out of here, um I just say it again to the guys, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for very joining much. us. And that was a lot of fun. Very down to earth guys. Uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit before we did the interview and I mean they were just down this to is earth. real, very down to earth, and uh, got along 
I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hurt when you're like, hey, I'm kind of fanboying out, and <laughs> yes, you were, <laughs> and uh, you know, I've got merch, and uh, I, you know, I know all their other TikToks, and but you do the research, just yeah. like any good interview. Yeah, you do the research, you know your stuff, you start asking them the right questions. They probably recognize that from from the beginning that we were actually taking this seriously, very fairly seriously, right? You, know? well, you see, you see too many times where people are like, well, totally. unprepared. Yeah, unprepared. They're asking them like, how did you name the band? And who all, you know, not just, I mean, we asked them like, Hey, we know some of your inspirations are this. What about some of your other ones? Not who are your inspirations when that's easily found on YouTube with a literally a three second. It's on their website. Right. Yeah. It literally is on their website. Um, but when you've watched enough videos and you've listened to the music enough, I've kind of got it in my, you know, ingrained in my brain, I'm able to ask them some interesting questions hopefully people found them interesting and a little different like i don't uh, you know we, we talked to them before the interview and i said hey has anybody ever asked you about your practice facility yeah. you know where you guys practice they're like nope which you is will be wild the you you see I can't imagine you see their videos ask them it, it's not in their basement it's in a storage facility which is awesome I can't imagine, like you're walking by, right? You're driving right. up and you're putting your stuff in your storage facility and you hear them playing. You're like, that's fucking awesome. What is, where is that coming from? And then you just stand outside and watch them for a while. That'd be great. I know that your fanboydom would love to actually watch them at their gotta find out storage where, facility. Right? I got to find out where their storage facility go is. Go rent a unit. There. Yeah, sure. Oh, weird. Oh, weird. Get you guys are here? somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, All right, guys. hey, everybody, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.